When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman and Andy Brampernard. Special guests coming up this hour. Be right back with the family. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer. And get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Andy continuing with his classic rock. Mm-hmm. Nice and plastic. Are you liking it? Well, this is a 2013 remaster, so it's not classic. Oh, the remaster, yeah, okay. Well, as long as it's a remaster, you know what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, is Marie ready to go? Yep. Marie Larson, ladies and gentlemen, will you lose your job to this legal loophole? Wait wait a minute. Are you talking to me directly, Marie? I am. (laughs) So I might lose. No, anybody can be displaced by foreign workers, unfortunately. It's happening Uh. everywhere, in every sector, in every corner of our great nation. And how, uh, I, I, I mean, what, what, the first thing I'd like to say, Marie, is how are we allowing this to happen? Good question. Um, all right, so it started, just very briefly, it started in the 1990, in 1990 when uh, the H-1B visa was invented. It was intended, of course, to bring in the, um, you know, skilled uh, uh, person from overseas that if we didn't have somebody to fill that position, Okay. Um, and it has morphed into a huge, giant monster, of course, because um, corporations can get away with paying them less money. Um, and, in fact, American workers are being displaced en masse um, by foreign visa workers. And most often, uh, our American workers are being required to train their foreign replacements in order to get their severance packages. So clearly, um, you know, the the corporate mantra that we don't have enough highly skilled American workers to take these tech jobs and STEM jobs is um, is all just a story. 
You know what's amazing uh, is every, and maybe it's always been this way, Marie. Whenever there's any money involved at all for these politicians, it all of a sudden is the law, isn't it? Just amazing. Yes. Me. Right. Right. Uh, and so, how do we there, let there are a couple of. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fine. I, I just because how do we let them get away with this? Um, we get, let them get away with it because there are not enough Americans speaking up. Um, Congress has been able to put on blinders um, and play ignorant for far too long. There are um, there's a couple of uh, bills currently that I'd like to alert your listeners to. Um, one is a good bill, one is a bad bill. So we'll start with the good. It's called uh, HR 3564, the Fairness for High Skilled Americans Act. Hooray! Um, so what this does is this seeks to end OPT. Okay, so an F1 foreign student can come in the country on an F1 visa, and they can get jobs under the OPT program. Now, OPT stands for Optional Practical Training, which really is meaningless. Um, the, the meaningful part is that we're bringing in, like, upwards of 300000 a year, um, and these jobs, none of these, neither the OPT nor the employer pays the payroll taxes. So that's a 16.5% tax break right off the top um, that's coming from our Medicare, Social Security, and unemployment taxes. Um, America is taking the hit for $3 billion per year that this program stays in effect. And um, it's meritless. These people don't have to prove any merit. Um, It's not capped at all. There are no limits to the number. Um, They can get jobs in virtually any area. Um, and there's very little oversight. So, for example, um, somebody can come in to, um, you know, a little college in Kentucky, which there are many that are, uh, you know, named visa mills, and they can get these jobs um, in, in many cases on day one. And, um, you know, some of them come to classes maybe uh, once a semester. Sometimes they take, uh, you know, weekend classes. Um, the problem is that there are so many... Uh, corporate type and the mainstream media that refuse to acknowledge the fact that American grads are being harmed by this. So they keep saying, oh, you know, we can't let these brains get out of the country. Well, they're only coming in in order to get the job. Okay, now if we have foreign students who are legitimately coming here for their education and they are graduating and they're in our top universities and they're truly skilled um, and truly you know, intelligent and truly something that America wants to keep, then there are ways to do that. You know, we can, they can get an H-1B visa, they can get an O visa. There's, you know, a veritable alphabet soup of visas for people to get. Um, But this program in particular, OPT, is awful at a time when we have less than 50% of our STEM grads in America, American grads, that are landing jobs in STEM fields. You know what amazes me about this is you look now at at the millennials and some of Generation Z, and you wonder why they're so pissed off at everything. They're they're not happy about anything. Well, here's yet another thing. So you're going to charge me $8 billion to go to college. I'm going to be in debt for the rest of my life. And once I do graduate from college and get my job, you're going to bring in somebody from outside this country to take my job. No wonder they're so angry. Precisely. Right, so when American grads are steeped in debt, um, you know, they can't get, you know, any sort of help. And then even when they take on that college loan debt, they come out and try to get jobs, and they are literally not even getting interviews. You can Google or use whatever search engine you want, and you can look up OPT, and there are places that are actually, they advertise, even though that part's illegal, because being a foreigner is not a bona fide job qualification. Um, so they're actually advertising for these. So there's this whole, you know, subculture going on under the noses of, um, you know, uh, the people who are supposed to be overseeing this, right? And, you know, it's happening everywhere. And so anybody who doesn't know about it will know about it shortly, unfortunately. But we're, our hope is that we can get this legislation um, pushed forward. We still need a, a senator to write the Senate companion legislation to end OPT mm-hmm. um, and to put American grads first. So that's what we're hoping for. 
Marie, how did OPT get passed in the first place? Who was behind this whole thing? I'm so glad you asked that because it didn't get passed. It was never oh, approved God. by Congress. Oh. It is an illegal program. So it was just, um, it was actually initiated um, under the uh, George uh, W. Bush administration. Um, and it was an end run around the H-1B visa cap. Our H-1B visas are capped at 85000 per year, and there's never any problem with those being fulfilled. Uh, you know, April 1st is the deadline, and um, that usually is fulfilled within three days, which is really scary. Um, and then you have the cap exempt, and those are the ones that don't even get counted. So you have uh, upwards of 120,000 H-1B visas issued every year. Well, Bill Gates at Microsoft um, was not satisfied with that <laughs> and so he went to congress and said you know on the you know wrote on the back of a napkin kind of thing uh you know how about we do this you know we'll uh, get these um you know foreign students to come in here and you know we'll give them jobs so it's basically you know you've heard of the staple of green card to a diploma kind of thing yeah, um yeah. so you know this is, this is how the whole monster was born but then it's it was expanded under the Obama administration. He, uh, there's a STEM extension. So your initial OPT is only for one year, okay? But then if they get, um, if they're in STEM fields, and that's very broadly defined, um, then they can get a 24-month extension, okay? So under the Obama administration, they expanded that greatly. And then under, um, you know, our current president, it has not diminished any, okay? So... In 2018 alone, they're between OPT and CPT, which is curricular practical training. There are over half a million um, OPT and CPT uh, work authorizations issued. So that's just Do one year, and that's, that's just so sad to know. Um, it was not authorized by Congress, and um, there is a, a lawsuit, lawsuit pending. John Miano, who is a technologist turned lawyer who works for the Centers for Immigration Studies, um, he's been litigating this for 11 years. And so he's trying valiantly, um, but we wanted to try this tax and see if we could get this done in Congress, which is why we're trying so hard to raise awareness of this. You know, Marie, it's interesting because I, I tend to be kind of a centrist in my political views, and I really enjoy watching the national news programs, not so much the local news, there's some of that, but the national news programs would have us believe all evil is either Democrat or Republican when it's both of them. They all do this stuff. You're right, uh, and that's part of the problem is that yeah. you know, a lot of folks just want to point to the other party, and that they think that yep. lets them off the hook. Um, American Workers Coalition is a nonpartisan group um, because we believe that there are people on both sides um, and, and, you know, obviously along the spectrum that believe in America first. And I don't mean mm -hmm. that in any politically tainted way. Um, right. I mean, American workers, you know, our, our parents, our grandparents, our forefathers, fought hard for this country, and, and certainly not to give away the keys to, um, you know, anybody else. We are not anti-immigrant, but certainly we don't think um, that immigrants should take precedence, and that's what's happening now um, with OPT. Uh -huh. it's, a, it's a really terrible program that even so many in Congress don't know about. Yeah, I like your take on that whole deal. And, and, and by the way, it also points up another thing, Marie. If America is such a horrible place, why does everybody want to live here? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, the unfortunate thing is um, it is great, but it's, mm -hmm. uh, it, is, it is at risk. I mean, we have so much greatness. I mean, we put the first man on the moon, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, this is just really... It, it's going to be a brain drain. It, you know, we're selling out America's future, and it's not Congress's to give, right? These, yep, the intellectual right. property, right? The intellectual property in the brains of our, you know, highly skilled American workers that have their bachelor's degrees, their master's degrees, their PhDs, and these folks are getting laid off 
than having to train their foreign replacement. It's a crime, but it's not a crime. Right. It's a crime, but it's not a crime. Yeah, I, Marie, I, I we need to have you on more often because once again, our millennials and some of our Generation Xers, tons of debt and no jobs, and our our government did it to them. They absolutely right. allowed all this garbage to happen, and it's got to stop. It really does, and it's both parties. Right. It is, Marie. And, you're the best. And that. Oh, thank you so much. Well, um, any of your listeners. Uh, can help us. We do congressional outreach. Um, we do emails to tell people who to contact each week. We make it really easy. Um, on Twitter, we are AmWorko, short for American Workers Coalition. Um, and, you know, this sort of lets you know a little bit about what we're doing. Um, and we welcome any help. We, you know, we need critical mass in order to get the attention of those who, who don't want to see us. Um, and there are a lot of really hurt and angry Americans, and we want to help them. I think it's terrific. Marie Larson, will you lose your job to this legal loophole? You can go to amworkco.com. That's A-M-W-O-R-K-C-O.com. Marie, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. We'll be back with the family. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker. Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The XCheck app, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The XCheck app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Boy, I cannot wait to talk to you two, uh, to Andy about this, to Tevin about this, because this is, this is aimed right at you guys. What do you think of this? Think of what? Oh, the previous guest? Oh. I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, what? Jesus, pal. I'm a way to pay attention, you two honyucks. No wonder it happened to you. You don't pay attention. Well, I don't know. I will say something, and I'm very serious about this. Uh, starting with, with, with millennials and probably some Generation X, but definitely Generation Y, Generation Z, millennials, all the rest of it, uh, Digital is teaching you to not paying to not pay attention because digital does everything for you, so you don't have to remember anything. Uh, that's going to be a huge problem. I'm telling you, paying attention is huge, and and it's not just your age; it's all of America now. We just don't pay attention like we used to. So this stuff goes by. They don't even have to pass a law to screw over American uh, young people, and, and they do it because we're just not paying attention. Yeah. What the hell is that? Well, you know, half the time people, and like I do it as well, like you think like, oh, that's got nothing to do with me and just based off of a headline that you oh. read or something like that. And then all it takes is five minutes to do a deeper yeah. research to realize, oh, no, this actually does affect me. 
Oh, there's no question about it. I mean, you're in a situation now when you tie those two things together that American young people are straddled or saddled, excuse me, or straddling, good, uh, saddled with this massive debt from going to college. Mm -hmm. They graduate, they get a job, and the only thing that that college education did for them was teach them how to teach other people how to do your job so they can replace you for a lot less money. Yeah. What the hell are we doing to our young people in this country? I don't blame you guys for being pissed off. I really don't. No, I mean, that's, I mean, from the time you're in grade school, that's what's ingrained in you is after this, we got to go to college, get a job, and then get a job. And you're mm-hmm. just really getting the job to pay off all of your student loans because it's ridiculous how yeah. much it costs to go to school. I know. Yeah. It is absolutely insane how expensive. What do you, what do you think of this, Andy? Um, I think that we would, I mean, that is one thing is that if you go to another country, especially a country in the Eastern Hemisphere, uh, you can get a four-year degree for like a 20th as much as you're going to pay here. And then you come over here and you don't need as much money because you don't have massive student loans and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know. It just makes sense for people to try to come here, and even if they make less wages than the average person, they're still making more than they get at home. But then, of course, everyone loses except for the giant corporations. Right. So so who's the one that's pushing this whole uh, free college for everyone uh, instead of everyone should just pay the same low rate? Why does it have to be free? Everybody should have right. to pay for their college education, but not the prices they're paying today. Yeah, it doesn't you need know, to be free. It just doesn't need to be yeah. $20,000 a semester yeah, to that's completely ridiculous. go to school. Well, I mean, if people would stop feeding into the system, the system would collapse. But That's what I'm saying. People keep, they think, they still think that going to an Ivy League school and paying $100,000 for a four-year degree is mm-hmm. it's somehow prestigious and, you know, it makes them better than everyone else. But, you know, if everyone just yeah. – if that illusion shattered and people stopped going there, then the entire institution would collapse. But, you know, blame the people who feed into a very corrupt system, honestly. Do you think a lot of people your age are they're, they're going to – and Joe uh, from Louisville just asked this question. Do you think a lot of people your age are going to end up in trade school because they just don't want to carry all this debt? Yep. Do you think a lot of trade schools will do very well because of this? Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, because those are jobs, probably trade school jobs. Those, those are jobs that this this other program, they probably don't even want those jobs. Yeah, but then at the same time, I mean, obviously trade schools, you're going to learn a lot more. But, I mean, just to do stuff like simple things around the house or whatever type of construction or work on your car, nowadays you can watch a YouTube video and get the same information in 10 minutes and teach yourself. So I feel like that's a, also another thing that a lot of people do, and then you can start your own whatever small business and figure it out on your own so you don't almost right. don't need trade schools or people that just kind of teaching you how to do things with technology these days that is the whole deal right there it, it just needs to change and i don't know why we let america do this and it's not america this time it's it's our political system it's our college system look what is it up to now over 40 billion dollars that harvard has in its endowment program jeez 40 billion dollars and what's it, what do they use that money for? What are they going to do with all that money? Because yeah, they're not billion. using it to educate anybody. $41 billion mm-hmm. now. Oh, God. Do they need that much money? No, but people... No. They don't care. They, people are always talking about, like, we need to tax the millionaires. We need to take the millionaires' money. But then somehow, you know, Ivy League schools, they're okay. I know. Um, uh, entertainers, actors, they're okay. We don't need mm-hmm. to tax them. Uh, we sure. don't need to tax the NFL. That's a tax uh, a tax exempt establishment or whatever. It is, yep. Uh, yep. That's okay. Don't mind that at all. It's it's like people they want to they want to reform, but they only want to reform things that someone else tells them they need to think about. They don't actually go into it and think like you know where is all this money being hoarded or misappropriated. Mm. Because, like, you know, well, once if we're again, honest, I... an actor doesn't need to make $40 million to make a two-hour movie. No. But no. no one on Earth seems to have a problem with that. 
and yet a no, guy making $2 million as a CEO of a small company, that's a problem. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. And it, and like but, for like actors and like the same thing is with like sports with athletes and stuff. It's like when TV is paying, when ESPN's paying billions and millions and billions of dollars to have the games on television or all these big TV contracts. It's like when there's that much money, it's almost hard not to pay people an obscene amount because otherwise, what? Yeah, yeah. what are you going to do with it? You have to give it to somebody. Mm. I mean, that's the whole thing. There are people who deserve that much money because they have special talents, and they earn it. There are people who lay their life on the line to develop a company, and if they make a lot of money doing it, they earn that money. Yep. I'm sorry. This whole idea that people who make a lot of money are inherently evil is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. When are we going to wake up? Once, once again, we have got to start paying attention to what these people do. We have got to wake up as a society and this whole idea that we should just hand over everything for free to everyone is insane. Yeah, I, I, it just amazes me. And then if you give like everything away for free, like you almost lose the appreciation of the hard work it took right. for you to earn the right to go to that school. Now, it shouldn't be whatever an obscene amount of money to go, but uh-huh. yeah, definitely I don't think necessarily should be free. Um, so you guys, and Andy and Tevin both. Tevin, why don't you go first? Yeah. A ballpark, I mean, you don't know because, you know, you know, every single one. But your friends in general, who do they support as far as the, pre- the, the, the presidential election coming up? I mean, just ballpark, not, you know. I don't think anyone I know supports any of the candidates. Yeah, I'd say more than anything, it's just a lot of <laughs> well, anti-Trump. <laughs> pretty much, friends, yeah. yeah. And why are they anti-Trump? Um, I don't even know, if, like... I don't know. I think just because of the way he comes off as he seems very out of touch and not in tune with the country as a whole and just the outlandish things he says and does that kind of turns people off. But what about the economy? I mean, the economy's booming. The jobs are way up. Everything is is really doing well. The stock market went through the roof. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's recovering from the coronavirus now. He's done a lot of really good things. Yeah, he should shut up once in a while. And he says things like, congratulations, Kansas, on winning the Super Bowl. You should know that as president, (laughs) that it's Missouri. I agree. But to not like him to the point you wouldn't vote for him is idiotic. Yeah. and And, And again... Oh, no, go ahead. No, it's up to you. Go ahead. Oh, no, like, and, uh, I mean, a lot of the stuff, too, I think that he does good, because people dislike him so much, they almost say, well, it can't be just because of him that the stock market is improving and all these and other things. Not. And it's not. So I think that they kind of discount the good things that he's contributed to by, because of the fact that they just don't like his public persona on Twitter, social media, or anything like that. Well, I mean, look, here, here's an example of why I don't jump out, you know, and any one side 100%. The fact that, that Donald Trump's administration disallowed SALT taxes to be written off your federal uh, return, your state and local taxes, you can't write them off anymore, over I think it's $10,000, something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, when you could write them off, all of the cities in America jacked up their, their property taxes because you could write them off on your federal return anyway. Well, now they're all jacked up, top dollar, and now you can't write them off. So the value of your home went way down. That's not how this is supposed to work. They need to fix that, and I, I, I am going to talk to the president about that. I will tell you that. And not that I have any great influence, <laughs> don't get me wrong, but at least bring it up to him and say, hey, you know, those property taxes would in, were put in place at a very high level because you used to be able to write them off your federal taxes. You can't anymore, so now your house has dropped in value because people don't want to pay those high taxes. Mm-hmm. I, you can't do this to people. You've got to, you know, if you're going to make a transition, make it a smooth one where everybody picks up the tab, not just certain people picking up the tab. I, it just it makes sense to me. Yeah, no, it makes I, complete I sense to me. So yeah, I don't like everything that Donald Trump's ever done. I don't like everything that anybody's ever done. But you know, I tried to explain to everybody this morning the reason that, that I went to have lunch with President Trump is growing up where I grew up, and then having lunch with the president at his club and talking to him and spending time with him and you know doing that whole thing. It wouldn't have mattered who the president was, whether it's Donald Trump or Barack Obama or George W. Bush or Jimmy Carter or whomever you got. Mm-hmm. You know, 
to be able to, to, to just sit there with the President of the United States coming from where I came from is why America is such a great country. It's exactly why. I don't even have a high school education, for God's sake. I, I didn't go to college for more than one day, but somehow here I am I'm sitting talking policy with the President of the United States. What other country in the world can you do that? Yeah, I, you'd be hard-pressed to find one, that's for certain, because it's got to think that, like you said, no high school... Uh, didn't know high school diploma correct and then college for a day and you're still able to sit down with billionaires and they're yeah. treating you just the same as if you graduated from some prestigious university. Yeah, the university of hard knocks, right. you know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. 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 You know, I, I mean, that's the whole deal. Joe just texted over, you're one lucky son of a bitch. There's no doubt about it. I am a very lucky man, and I would like to, ho- like to, to, I would hope to put this idea out there. And I'm very serious. If I can do it, anyone can do it. You know, I don't, I don't have any education. I did read, read a lot and educated myself. But if I can do it with that background that I got, anybody could do it. And I'm very serious about that. Yeah. I think it's terrific. That's why I love America. I just do. When you uh, when you announced to the people that you had lunch with the president, did you get a lot of backlash of I can't believe you sat down with him and type of messages? only one person, the hmm. only one woman texted in ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, look, I mean, you're not going to take a pass on that. No. I, I'm trying to think of somebody. Well, see, I don't hate people like, you know, these people that hate Trump or mm-hmm. hate Obama or whatever. I don't hate anybody. It's no. like I'm not going to waste all that energy on hating someone. You know, there's going to come a time in my life I'm never going to see you again. Why would I waste yeah. my time on hating you? Yeah. And that's like so when I just don't have that. Yeah. And that's like when to when like baseball teams or football teams win a championship and they get invited to the White House and players don't go. Yeah. It's like, yep. There's a sign of protest. It's like, okay, I get it. You don't maybe don't like the president that's in office, but just the opportunity to go tour the White House and see all yes. of the history, like the history that's in that building and be a part of that. Like, why would you pass up that opportunity? Well, I can tell you why, because most athletes are morons. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's true. Yeah. I, it's, it, most, most athletes are not very smart people. There are a lot that are very smart, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, but most of them are not that bright. They just they don't get it. Well, the two things, m- most of them are not that bright, and the other thing is they are singularly focused on their career and their abilities because they're yeah. supreme athletes. And look, some of them are very, very smart. They're good people. I'm not saying they're not good people. But that decision is based solely on the fact that I'm not bright enough to get past this. And the other thing is I'm so focused on my own career, which they should be. Yep. To be to play at that level in any of those sports, you got to be very, very focused. So I do understand why some of them step away because they can't figure out a way around it. And that's their business. You know, I don't I don't hold hold a grudge against them for doing that. That's their business. In my case, I just thought. Even though my mother was an ardent Democrat, she was a big-time Democrat, loved being a Democrat. She would be so proud of me today, and that's what I feel. That's what I, is in my head and my heart is how, how pleased that Toots would be that her little boy got to sit down with the president and, and have lunch and talk policy. You know, that's, that's what was important to me about it. So, I, you know, I'd like to thank uh, President Trump for inviting me. Mike Lindell has become such a really good friend, it's unbelievable. And uh, having lunch with 10 billionaires is kind of fun. (laughs) It makes you feel kind of weird, though, I'll tell you that. Say, listen, you guys want to buy a planet? Oh, boy, look at the time. i got to get back to the house. (laughs) Catherine's expecting. Like, whoa. We'll take a break. Be right back. Kostaki Economopolis. The end of quick snaps for yet another season as the Super Bowl was yesterday. Kostaki with us right after this with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. 
Start the new year looking great and feel even better by losing 20 to 40 pounds with help from my friends at Ultimate, powered by Nutramost. It's Tom, and I'm thrilled to let you know that for a very limited time, you'll receive 20 to 30% off all programs with Ultimate's New Year's Resolution Sale. Do what I did and let Dan and Neil Sheehy and the staff at Ultimate help you change your relationship with food forever. With the help of Ultimate, I lost 41 pounds and another 42 pounds in each of my two 40-day programs. Debbie P. from Anoka lost 31 pounds in 43 days. Cheryl S. of Webster lost 36 pounds in 43 days. And Ron D. from Lakeville lost 57 pounds in just 43 days. Live your healthiest life starting today. Schedule an immediate consultation and receive 20 to 30% off all programs for a limited time. Call Ultimate, powered by Nutramost. 763-333-7337. I thought you were going to play So Long It's Been Good to Know You for yet another year. Ah. Uh. Uh. I cannot believe Quick Snap's wrapping up again for another year. What the oh, hell is yeah, that? Oh, yeah, that's right. I know. Actually... If you'll have me, I'll do one more week. Nope, oh, you're out. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how this goes. No, that'd be great. That would be wonderful, as a matter of fact. But uh, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to see you, but you left on Wednesday because I was going to go to the Super Bowl. I didn't end up going to the Super Bowl, but I did come to South Florida. Oh. Uh, so I'm sorry that I missed you, but uh, yeah, you, you were out of there. You left on Wednesday, right? Uh, yes, I yeah, I've I've learned from from trial and error. I've done about seven of these Super Bowl media things. Uh, if I go Thursday and Friday, like every day, it gets busier, 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 busier. Like it, it gets packed with big shots. Uh, and if I go early right. in the week, I can get on all the stations, you know. And uh, and then if I leave Wednesday, then I'm out of town before the uh, hotels get expensive. <laughs> oh my God. The, the media night is Monday night, and then the media party is Tuesday night, and I can do all the radio stuff like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning, and then I scram on Wednesday. So it works out really well. Then I'm home it does work Bowl, out. That's it. I can do all my writing. Yeah, it's good. That was a hell of a haul going from L.A. to Miami back to L.A. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I, did, I did some jokes in Charleston on the way, so I kind of oh, that's good. That's broke good. it up. Yeah, I, it's Charleston's only on the way to Miami from L.A. Uh, for a comedian. <laughs> on a globe, it's close, so it kind of makes sense. Yes. <laughs> no, I could see that. So, did you have fun? Oh, it's such a good time. I love that place. It's, it, was, uh, it was a pleasure just running around and doing all the silliness and went to the NFL experience. And I did about 30 radio stations while I was there and it was just I, I like it going into media night and interviewing players and just as a football nerd just to be on radio row and I'm kind of yeah. squeezing between tables and I bump into somebody and I turn and it's Lawrence Taylor you know it's it's pretty right. cool <laughs> yeah I could see that that'd be a lot of fun but yeah I'm sorry that I, I just missed you by a couple of days yeah next which time, is unfortunate. I'll catch up with you. <clears throat> Next time is always next time with There's you. There's always next, time. next time. The Miami broke a record on Sunday. Uh, most Super Bowl hosts hosts ever. They have eleven now, and and New Orleans is at ten. So, really, Miami took the lead. I so did, did you not watch? Know that. I did indeed. I, I did indeed watch it, and uh, um, all it did to me is piss me off because the Vikings aren't anywhere near as good as those two teams. Yeah, those <laughs> are good telling teams. You. They are. We got the best two teams, unless you count the Ravens, <laughs> but that, you can't really match them yeah. up with the Chiefs. So, uh, yeah, I thought they were great, and I'm I'm happy for Andy Reid. I was I was cool. I yep. was rooting for that guy. Yep. I was so happy for I Andy Reid. I, I chugged a whole pitcher of red Kool Aid. I was very very. Excited. <laughs> <laughs> you better tell him what that's all about, man. I like he, that. He looks a little like the hey Kool Aid. Wow. Uh, he kind of does. He kinda, <laughs> what is, isn't that a pitcher, though? Isn't that in, in, in the Kool-Aid guy he a does, pitcher? Yes. He's a pitcher, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> an old-school pitcher. Curvy and voluptuous <laughs> like the halftime show. Yeah, so, oh, let's talk about the halftime show because uh, they found some semi-attractive women to be in that. 
They sure did. And grown-ups, so you don't have to feel guilty about being uh, attracted to them. <laughs> exactly. That's, and grown-ups. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, you like a hell of a good I, football. That might be the best Super Bowl of all time. That was, you're right. Can you believe yeah, those two women are 53? And 50, right. I know. I know. 93 years of gorgeous shaking ass right there. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's the way we're going to put it? 43 <laughs> years of gorgeous shaking ass. Thank you well, very much. I, I, to be I, here. Up, I talked to my wife about this because it's a little bit of a controversial take I had. I said, first yeah. ever female coach in the Super Bowl and then a stripper pole in the halftime show? Is that one step forward well, or one step back? What's, what's happening? Well, I, I think you have a good point there, actually. I got like the pushback. There were some women who, th- who kind of put, they were like, look, she, these are strong, independent women, and if that's the way they choose to express themselves, nobody told them to do that. It was their doing. Like, I, we support, and I, you know, that's a good point too. So I, I agree with that point as well. So I, I get it, but it did seem a no, little like this is the way that women have to be appealing in the modern world. Like it was a little strippery at times. That's all I'm saying. It was. Well, I mean, the good thing for me was I got a lot of uh, exercise because I twerked right along with him. You know? <laughs> That's he just thing. laughs. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at the image of me twerking. I really I appreciate have the, it. I have the very iconic image of the two the two butt cheeks, you know, the same. And then Tom <laughs> Bernard right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to erase that from my own mind. Thank you. <laughs> I really the appreciate show it. sexy, though. I, I I thought we were to yeah. check on those hundred-year-old dudes from the pregame. We make sure they're okay. That was, uh, oh God, you're right. When you book hundred-year-old people for a thing, do you have to have a few alternates? <laughs> <laughs> I, would I would imagine think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just ask. Uh, just yeah, it was, it was great. Mahomes <laughs> is so good at coming from behind. We should name him an honorary Greek. You know what I'm saying? He's, Thank you. Thank you very much. He Maybe came the best joke you've ever everybody. told. <laughs> <laughs> he came from behind everybody. They're Greek now. <laughs> That's really this nice. Best thing your to parents would be so proud of you. Dry rub. It was exciting. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> Did you love the fact that the president didn't know which state the team was in? Yes. Yes. I love that. <laughs> that made me giggle. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. You know, it's funny. Actually, in my head, I defended them a little bit because I had a similar... Yes. I tweeted a joke that they haven't been this happy in Kansas since uh, Dorothy came home, right? Right, right. Uh, You know, it's a a city that's in both states, and Kansas is in the name. And people in Kansas are so excited about this. So he's not completely wrong, but... No, of course not. But everybody got to piss and moan about everything. Yes. But he did appear to not know where the team is also. So, again, I see both sides of this. (laughs) You know, I will tell you this, Kostaki, and you know that I I tend to be very honest, even though I I was born and raised in Minnesota. We need to understand in Minnesota and Kansas City and a number of other places, we're in flyover land. You can think that we're metropolitan and we're New York and, you know, Chicago even. No, we're not. Get over it. It's fine. (laughs) Right? Now, I am of the people. I am a comedian who works the Midwest almost solely now. So I'm the opposite. I know all – I've been to all these places. I've told jokes in every single teeny tiny town in southern Minnesota and everywhere else. Uh, But, yes, to to – L.A. and New York, yeah, that sometimes people get a little tunnel vision about where they are and no what they're doing next. There's no doubt. That no, you're 100% true. right about that. <laughs> and I just, uh, look, it's a great situation. Uh, everything works out in the end. The Super Bowl was very entertaining. Uh, you know, I wanted to see Mahomes play well, and he certainly did the last seven minutes. He wasn't all that great before the last seven minutes, to tell you the truth, though. No, you're right. He had two picks and a couple of throws where you're like, what was that? Yeah, you're right. Uh, right. So, I mean, he uh, he made up for it, though, with that last seven minutes. Holy God, 21 points in seven minutes. Yeah, that's okay. very Mahomes of him, right? He really uh, is very Mahomes. That's right. right. And, and Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, Niners head coach, like, they should nickname him 75 Cent because he's good for three quarters, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> i tell you what, yeah. that's not personal you're bringing that up, is it? Oh, yeah, not personal at, at all. 
Not everybody remembers this. All right. Mike and oh, Kyle Shanahan are the only father-son duo to head coach in Super Bowls. Mike, uh, as most people remember, won two Super Bowls with John Elway. One was against the Falcons. Kyle yeah. was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons in the recent Super Bowl, and he beat the Falcons by refusing to run the frickin' ball. So, yes, oh, God. personal. Just It is personal. He had a huge lead. I thought of it. I thought of, I thought of you when it was happening yet again. I thought, oh, Kostaki's going to hate this, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, like I, you know, it might be hilarious if he does this every time. It might be a funny storyline. So, <laughs> as long as he doesn't to your team, he's good at coaching three quarters. If football ever moves to three periods like hockey, look out! That guy's going to be good. Oh, be as good he's as like it gets, a mermaid. man. Great in the first half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> a little fishy after that. Is I'm that just what saying, the mermaid fantasy is a weird saying. one. Some of my favorite <laughs> fantasy parts are absent from this picture. I don't get it. Yeah, you got you got severe mental problems. Have I ever told I've you seen that? paper football games that were managed better at the end. He, he, <laughs> he got, Shanahan chokes so often, his, the best play to beat him is the Heimlich maneuver. It throws him off. Thank you. <laughs> now, I got, a, uh, I got a karma thing. Be good to the women in your life, or instead of making Super Bowl confetti angels, you could be playing for the Browns, Kareem Hunt. Remember Kareem Hunt? <sighs> Cut from the team last year, picked up by the Browns. He would have been there. He would have run those touchdowns in. This would have been his oh, night. Oh, God. Nope. Oh. Nope, he had to be a jackass. And now he's nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah. <sighs> Indeed. All right, what about ads? What'd you like? Um, I thought most of the ads were pretty good. Nobody's ever going to meet, uh, going to be cat wrangling. That was the best Super Bowl commercial ever when they were wrangling the cats. Remember yeah. that? <laughs> that was a great ad, and nobody's ever going to beat that one. But there were some good ones out there. I, I can't, none of them really jump out at me. Um, you know, the. I did like the fact that both Michael Bloomberg and Donald Trump chose a black woman crying for their TV commercial. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> like what? It's a little on the nose with the. This is yeah, who we need real. to appeal yeah. to. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. It's like, could you just? Is there anything else you could do other than? You know who saved me was these two guys. Like, oh God, really? Uh, why? Yeah. Cat wrangling Kevin, sounds like trying to get a bunch of comedians to meet. <laughs> oh God! Can you even imagine that job? That'd be. You wonder why there's not a comedian union. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Yeah, you're right. Oh God! Another year come and gone. Uh, reportedly, 5.6 million for 30 second ads in the Super Bowl. Right. Oof. Right. Heads up, advertisers! I would literally do anything for 30 seconds for 5.6 million. I would. I would have a three way with the Bud Knight and Puppy Monkey Baby. Uh, I'm available. Let me know. I would. I, I would agree. drink Bud Seltzer. <laughs> oh God, that looks terrible. Oh, it does, God. right? <laughs> I've never been a seltzer guy at all, but Jesus, that just does not. Ugh. Yeah, I had some, my my friend made me try. It's fine. It's it's. You know what it is? It's Zima. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, back. Zima's back. Yeah, yeah. like in a big. Packaging. Yeah, there's White Claw. There's this Bud Light Seltzer. There's a. What's what's the other one? Uh, there's truly, yeah, White truly. Claw. That's it. Yeah, truly, White Claw is the big go. one. White yeah. Claw is the big one. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, Zima is back and it's cool this time apparently. Yeah, well, it's that, this stuff it's is that better than Zima. Thing. Zima, so. yeah, Zima was terrible. <laughs> I never tried it. Lucky me. <laughs> Zima was Zima was hot like the first year that I was in comedy, and mm. all the new comics were doing the uh, just. Write a punchline where everything starts with yep. a Z. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> that's <sighs> my first year of comedy was Zima and the OJ Chase. That, uh, that's when I started. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? Colorful times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. By the way, uh, right. one of my one of my calls today. I didn't notice this. I hadn't seen it anywhere else. OJ was one of the hundred people in the uh, in the hundred best players of all time list, yep. but wasn't invited and on the field. Hmm. Probably a smart <laughs> decision. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder why. <laughs> There's another karma. 
karma moment for everyone. And in case you're wondering what happened to that weirdo creative stoner that you knew in high school, he uh, what happened to him? He grew up, and now he's writing uh, ads for avocados from Mexico. That is one of the weirdest. Oh ads. my god! Oh god! And there's more than one oh of them. God. That whole there's like a theme of that kind of weirdness. It's I don't know. I guess it sells somehow. Ladies and gentlemen, from uh, Joe and Louisville, Zima is the flavor and the taste of tears of shame. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Absolutely. Speaking of tears, a couple of those ads were tearjerkers, you know? There was a couple that were really oh, yeah. kind of heartfelt. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and a couple of those right. Super Bowl opening moments, like right before the kickoff, I thought, were yep. kind of heartfelt, and they, they were touching, too. You know, as a Falcons fan, I'm used to crying during the Super Bowl, so it wasn't a surprise sure. for me. <laughs> you were ready to go anyway. That's an electric true. Hummer? We have an electric Hummer now? Greta Thunberg's uh, head just that? exploded. Like, do you root for that or against that? I don't know what to think about that. Yeah, I don't need. And why, by the way, since she's. Is she Swedish? It's she's Scandinavian. I think she's Swedish. It's definitely Scandinavian. Wouldn't her, be, wouldn't her name be Thunberg? It wouldn't pronounce the H, would you? That's probably right. <laughs> so, Thunberg. That's probably right. By the way, what we just did Thunberg? what we talked about Flyover Country for Scandinavia. Like, ah, one of those with the thing. <laughs> <laughs> we did. You're right. Flyover Country. That's terrible. Both I'm of us so just ashamed. did the same thing. Oh, it's one of it's yes, the thing. In the, yeah. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. We'll recover. So, you're coming on next week again. That's good. Yes. If you'll have me, I'll do one more. Uh, I'd love kind of, to do it. There's always some news, NFL news, and we have the XFL kicking off this week, so you never know. Oh Maybe that, God! Be Again, <laughs> I wonder if Donald Trump will buy a team. He bought a, what, what was that? The, was that the, uh, UL, the General, UFL? New Jersey Generals. What what league was that? NS, USFL. USFL. That was uh, Herschel Walker. Was, yeah, okay. And Doug That's Flutie, right, if I'm not Herschel. mistaken. That that team was That's real. Right. I mean they. You know, they took a big swing, man. They got the big stars of the time. See what they could do with them. Yeah, they did. Uh, but nobody but then, watched, unfortunately. <laughs> they decided to go on Sundays in the fall. Like, maybe that's oh. not the best time. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that at all either. We're going to go head to head. Well, that's what the AFL did, and it worked for them. Yeah, that's right. I so, mean, I, I mean, history makes it easy to, to tell what to do, but... This XFL yep. approach seems like a better approach to me. Like, they start the following weekend after everyone goes, ah, football's over. You're like, no, there's this other crazy fun thing. All right. Right. Is that going to be on network television or some kind of television? I don't know. I, I will so. see. I, I, I don't. I, for, somehow I'm in, I live in L.A. and I'm in the, I'm getting ads for the L.A. team to buy tickets to the real, to the actual games out here. So. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. They found me. Somehow, doing football jokes, I guess they're like, oh, with this guy. See? All you By do the is way, give, that give, league give. should just be, like, you're not going to be the league that has the best football. Just be the spectacle league. Get right. Ocho Cinco and Terrell Owens and Johnny Menzel and Antonio Brown and, you know, whatever. Anybody who has a name and is a story that's fun to follow. Mark Sanchez is hanging around. He'll play football. You know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. That's a good Where's idea. Tim Tebow. He's available. Timmy. <laughs> so all I have to say is, Timmy. All right, Pally, we'll talk to you next week. All right, I'll talk to you in a week. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Absolutely. Great, uh, great Super went. Bowl victory. They already did. They already, <laughs> they already won the went. Super Bowl. Everything's good to go. That's a very Andy response. <laughs> yes, it is. No, they yes, went. They already went. <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you tomorrow with the Thanks, family. Guys.